What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 91 of Next Gen Newsweek. And this week, we're going to be talking about Nintendo, because that's literally just about everything that's going on this week. It's just actually nothing. There's nothing going on this week. We're just making up stuff, because there's nothing going on. But anyway, my name is Mitch, and joining me today is Steven. Welcome back. Yo. And Chase. Hello. And, yeah, so uh, this has been like... uh, one of them really quiet weeks in gaming because we're getting ready to start having those massive weeks in gaming. Uh, so until then, uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about this, a little bit of stuff that's happened, and then we're going to predict what uh, Nintendo may be showing at their summer presentation and just kind of go from there. But before we do that, uh, two things. Actually, no, just one thing this week. Uh, yeah, join our Facebook group. We just started that like a month ago. We're trying to just get a bunch of people in there. Uh, we're also looking for some potential uh, guests to be on the show, especially going into the summer gaming season. So if you're interested in that, just shoot me a message on Facebook or Twitter or wherever we're connected with you at, and uh, we'll make something work. Uh, yeah, but let's also talk about what games we have been playing. Steven, you have been away for a while, so I'm sure you've got a list of things that you would love to share with everybody. All over the place. Um, I went back a little while in time and uh, been playing RuneScape a bit, um, reconnecting with some old friends. Um, let's see. Played a little bit more Earthbound because I'm... Um, I'm talking with a few guys online, um, lore-wise, because we're trying to confirm um, just in a little mini-universe that it started um, if um, Earthbound is connected to Undertale. Um, mm. uh, they're, they're trying to confirm that Ness is really Sans on oh. Undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got one of the um, the troopers, one of the henchmen, and uh, Earthbound that they're saying is um, Papyrus. Of course, um, there's a lot of ed- evidence out there that shooting away from it, but uh, they're so headstrong, so we're looking at data and everything, trying to figure out if there is some type of similar connection. It's still fun, even though it's kind of a dead-end type deal. Um, I'm playing a little bit of Call of Duty Mobile. Um, I've been playing Solitaire Cash, believe it or not. Oh, I love Solitaire Cash. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, I'm making gas money out here. I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else have I been playing. Uh, there's this RPG simulated game called One Shot. And it's amazing. Um, there's like one, two, three. So far, there's three biomes that I've been in. Uh, the Barren Lands is like um, a technological forest um, in the big city so far. And it's, a, it's pretty much um, a robot world. And their sun went out. And the sun is pretty much just this big light bulb that has to be placed atop um, of a lighthouse. Um, and they can't do it themselves because they have programming. Um, so they couldn't just pick it up and go to do it themselves. Um, so you're transported from your world, little kid, teenager, 
And uh, so far, the storyline has been good. It's like in depth. It gives everybody on some type of cultural history. Um, and they're hinting at on that game that um, you really only have one shot. Um, I've read one spoiler, and I'm hoping it's not true because I don't know if it was rumor or not. Um, where when you get up there, you have the choice to put the light bulb in there. If you put the light bulb in there, the light's going to be so vibrant that it's pretty much going to destroy you. Or you can shatter the light bulb and end that world completely, but you get to go home. And I'm like, I'm, I hope I'm not faced with that decision. Um, but it seems like everybody's pointing that way because you get attached to the characters. Mm -hmm. They have personalities, feelings. They call you a prophet. You help them do this. They help you do that. So I'm hoping it's not the case. Um, what else have I played? I've been playing three on three street basketball. Like the real thing or like in a game? No. The <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do a couple laps around the basketball court without collapsing from lack of air at this point. Um, it just gave me that NBA jam type feel, even though it definitely isn't. Um. Went back and played the original uh, Pokemon um, Red. Of Dang. course, I had to do the miss. Had to do the missing number cheat. I love that cheat. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> are you playing um, it on like original hardware? Or are you emulating it? Nice. On the on the brick Game Boy. There you go. And that's been pretty fun. Um, other than that, I've just really been chilling and trying to get some things situated. You said you you said you started Dislight, right? Yes. Nice. Oh yeah, I forgot about dislike. Um, <laughs> um, so with dislike, I love it. It's kind of the the. I don't know if I would call it two point five D, uh, with the top down camera on it, but um, it's definitely good. It's it's classical RPG style. Granted, um. It could use a little polish on it because I know in the beginning of the game, they want you to feel empowered and feel OP and everything like that. But uh, that was one of my things about those types of games. Don't make me feel super confident right off the bat. I mean, winning the matches is important, you know, to give you a sense of things and everything. But I hope it's not like the other games to where you're doing well. You'll have one battle to where, like, oh, that was a close scrape. And then everything after that is just, like, it feels pay to win. Mm. Um, I, be I believe Michael said he's only spent 99 cents in the game. And if I actually found him on the game, he's ranked 41. And it's only been out, like, a week. I know. He's been playing, playing hard. <laughs> so, hopefully, you know, it is a simple game. And, you know, a couple of tweaks here. Going back and playing... Um, a stage a few times to level up there. Uh, the relics seem to come in pretty good, the power-ups. So, I mean, all in all, I'm impressed with it, and I'm in love with the soundtrack. And there's already lore out about the soundtrack. Nice. Hmm. So, um, I'm loving everything that game's giving me because it gives me in-game experiences, it gives me out-of-game lore experiences, and that's that's a win-win with me as far as video games go. So mm -hmm. I'm liking it. And I'm just hoping that they keep developing on it and keep pushing on it. Right on. 
Chase, what have you been playing? Uh, so, yeah, I stepped out of my uh, element this week and played some genres I don't normally play. Um, so I played Chase, a Jeff. played Call of Duty last week. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but no, I played this uh, Japanese game called Yoni. And it's a first-person narrative horror game set in a authentic like Japanese environments. Uh, the game begins with like a group of school students uh, daring themselves to a challenge, and the challenge is like if you gather this certain doll without being seen and return it to a bucket of water, Yoni may play a game with you. And as you're playing as the protagonist, you get picked to play this game. Um, and so the narrative plays out between and, and you know during stages, and then sometimes the the nightmares that you're having become reality. Um, the game is set up in a kind of like hide and seek versus capture the flag kind of game uh, mm-hmm. with like like a maze full of like very unfriendly spirits. So the first half of each level, you're are, you're having to sneak past all these spirits and or hide uh, to grab the doll. Well, the second half is once you grab the doll, you have to run back through this maze of you know obstacles um, and then get back to the beginning of the level and dunk that in the water as quick as you can without getting caught. Um, there's a few really good jump scares. I, I'm not one to, to, to jump, but I think I definitely uh, got jump scared a few times. Um, and yeah, the you know, only thing I will complain about is like you know the levels do increase in difficulty as you go through them, but the and all the uh, the assets for the levels are the same in each level. So as yeah, so you know when you're playing through, like it just kind of kind of blends together. There are a few surprises that you know the each level kind of stands out, but. Um, overall, it was all right. Um, then I played uh, Serve Love Lot, which is a retro inspired 2D platformer, which is you play as a knight trying to find his one and only. Um, each level, you maneuver through obstacles and enemies trying to collect a flower to give to princesses. There's tons of treasure, lots of hidden areas, shortcuts to be found. It's not super difficult, but it's a lot of a lot of fun if you like platformers. Um, then I got turned on to a game called The Cruel King and the Great Hero. Um, I found this game on a Facebook collector's group and I got, finally got around to playing it last week and you play as a young human girl who is raised by a very mighty dragon. And this girl uh, strives to, be- to become a great hero. She ventures out into the world meeting new friends and allies and all sorts of interesting characters. There's tons of weapons, powers up, power-ups, items to collect um, through your journey. There's a lot of heartwarming side quests. The story is very, very good. Very well written. The game is beautiful. Great soundtrack. Hand-drawn art style. Um, combat's great. Definitely ramps up on certain you know, certain enemies uh, toward the end. You really have to strategize your the way you plan your moves. Um, incredible game if you like JRPGs. Um, then I played uh, Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites, and this is a remake of the... Um, the original Blood Rain Betrayal, and I'm not super super into like hack and slash games, so I gave it a try. Uh, there's not any, um, very very little story to this game. It's basically you you're just they just throw you in there and you just start killing. Um, uh, this is a, yeah, this is the remaster of the tw- uh, 2011 game. Apparently, it was notorious for being way too hard, so they up rebalanced uh, the game a little bit for newer audiences. Um, the gameplay feels slick once you kind of get it down, but the platforming. It's okay. Um, the controls kind of feel off at times, and there are there are 15 chapters that are kind of short. It didn't take me long to finish this game, um, but you can replay each level and like find collectibles and get better scores on each level. And then I got a Dolmen, 
is a new game that just came out this weekend. It's a new Souls-like game set in a futuristic hostile alien world. Um, you're tasked with finding dolmen crystals, which are capable of allowing interaction between realities, revolutionizing space ex- exploration, and changing the known world forever. So I'm not super far in the game. I, I think I'm just past, just past the second boss. It feels very Souls-like, but it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. Um Let's see. Uh, I know you can use these crystals you find to play against the bosses to like farm loot drops to get, uh, to craft weapons. But I'm still learning about the you know, the system and all that, and uh, I'll have a little bit more to talk about that next week. Nice. Yeah, y'all been busy. <laughs> yeah, y'all stay busy. Yeah, always. Mine's y'all always have like I, I played this, 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 this. Mine's like oh yeah, I uh, I turned on Fortnite. Uh, I, <laughs> um, uh, no, I actually, um, so I don't know how much I've talked about it on the show, but like I've been helping uh, one of my friends, or our friend with Chase, uh, Quentin, he's been needing, uh, he's been wanting me to hack a Nintendo Wii for him so he can emulate a bunch of old GameCube games. And uh, so we finally got that up and going. And then so the other day I went to see him and uh, we played some Mario Superstar Baseball, which is just like one of my favorite GameCube games of all time. Uh, so we play a little bit of that and some, uh, Smash Brothers Melee, um, and between that and I think playing, I think the last time I was up, we did this show, I was still playing Smash and I'm still always playing Smash and it's assumed that I'm still playing it and, uh, <laughs> uh, went to a Smash tournament, I think the night of when we recorded uh, last week and, um, obviously lost, but I got in the top eight in their side bracket, which was called uh, Monkey Mondays, and it's literally everyone can only play as Donkey Kong. <laughs> so, like, uh, just just a little fun side event. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was, that was the first time since, like, the first tournament that Jason has done where I've made it on the leaderboard. <laughs> so I was like, nice. I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. It was Monkey Mondays. Uh, so, you know, uh, that, and I've been trying to play a little Warzone with uh, Alex, but uh, my computer seems to hate Warzone, uh, so I can't <laughs> play it. And then I tried to play Phasmophobia last night, and apparently I can't play that either. So I think it's just time to upgrade my computer. So I'm just kind of just ready to. I'm not ready to quite ready to drop eight hundred dollars to upgrade yet, but we're getting close to that point. So we'll maybe one day I'll get to play fun video games again on my computer. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take this time also to uh, just announce in case anyone hasn't done it yet. Borderlands three is free on the Epic store. So get it. <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> it's not going to be around uh, for very long. Uh, I guess you could consider that a headline for this week. And also another one that's not in here today is the last day that you can uh, add funds to the wii u and 3ds eShop because after today they will not let you do that so if you were trying to buy a back catalog with those uh platforms and not doing it uh the the illegal way um today is the last day you can put money in your nintendo account to buy things uh after today you can only use credit you already have to purchase games through i think next march and then they're going to shut the eShop down completely uh, for both of those systems. Anyway, back to the actual news that everyone's prepared for for this week. It's not a lot. 
Um, but you know, we've been talking on and off about uh, The Witcher 3's uh, next-gen port, uh, which originally was supposed to come out this summer, and then Cyberpunk uh, Next Gen was supposed to come out. Um, like I think it was like the first couple months, and now Cyberpunk is out, but they've moved The Witcher to quarter four of 2022. So between what is that, October, November, and December, we'll finally be getting the Next Gen version of The Witcher, Witcher Three. Sorry, Chase, are you going back and playing The Witcher Three again when this? So comes I've out? never played The Witcher. I was actually I bought. Um, bought it for PS4. I think the whatever the complete, you know, mm-hmm. uh, package thing. And I've just been waiting for that PS5 upgrade because they announced it so long ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just sitting over there waiting for that. Gotcha, Steven, Have you played The Witcher three? Sounds like we I all know need nothing to, we about all need to the, play game. the Witcher. <laughs> we, all need, we all need to do it because Michael let me borrow a copy of The Witcher 3 Complete Edition and I also have not played it, but I've also been sitting on that copy of The Witcher 3 for probably four years now um, and just never got around to playing it. So uh, my I don't have a good excuse. I just haven't done it. So um, I know I know Richard was kind of hyped about this. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here today with us because he doesn't know how uh, planning and schedules work. Uh, so I had this dig at him one one time on here, which is mm-hmm. it's unfortunate because a lot of stuff we're talking about is stuff that Richard uh, is probably really excited about. Like the only other headline uh, that's happened, which apparently is that Bloober team is w- secretly, but not really, but also really, but also not really, probably working on a Silent Hill remake for Konami. Because uh, Konami doesn't want anything to do with their own IPs, so they're pretty much just like letting other people do it. And Bloober Team, which if you uh, remember, was the developer for the Medium. I think that was that's like the only game they've ever done. I think I remember the only notable um, game that they've done. Yeah, because Blair Witch was was kind of a fail for them. So. Oh, they did Blair Witch too. Okay, so they, I mean they've got mm-hmm. experience in like the horror genre, but yeah, they haven't really had a you know bang out hit with any of their games and supposedly they're working on silent hill 2 remake uh which i'm not a silent hill person i'm still i'm still in that uh, i'm still baby mode where i don't like horror scary games that much mm-hmm. branching out but uh chase i know you played the medium right I am interested in the medium. I did not play it. I did play it. Let's, I'm looking at their games right now. They 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 did release a game called Dark D A R Q, um, which is like a like a, a horror puzzle game. Uh, I played I played that. I have Observer, um, but I haven't played that yet. And I know they did uh, Layers of Fear. Games. Okay. Yes, yes. 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 Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't play. I didn't play Blairwitch either. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll get around to playing the medium. I heard a lot of mixed reviews on it. Like some people thought it was pretty good, but like, yeah. So the medium, to my knowledge, was the first official Series X exclusive game that did not also mm-hmm. launch on past gen platforms. It came out like I think the January after January twenty twenty one. And of mm-hmm. course I played it. I was like, you know, it was like I had a series X. I was like, oh, whatever. And it's not fun. It was, I played it for probably like three hours and, uh, the game has like these weird camera angles where they're like fixed and they're just, I know it's supposed to just be suspenseful, but it's just dumb. Like it just didn't work well. So I never really, I didn't probably get far enough in the game to really get attached to it. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not, 
I'm not impressed with that, but you know, hopefully they've learned their lessons with this and they'll make something better uh, for this one. I mean, as far as like Silent Hill goes, are y'all do y'all play Silent Hill games, or are y'all like me and just kind of like Weenie Hut Junior over here? <laughs> uh, I played a little of uh, Silent Hill, uh, but it just wasn't my thing back then. Um, things change and people change. Um, but they are responsible for creating a whole... Well, I can't say creating a whole different genre. Because um, they're they're like the, the walking sim uh, simulator. Um, to where you're pretty much walking. There's not much interaction. There's jump scares. There's storyline. Uh, that type of deal. But it did give birth to a lot of good games. Um, you've got... Um, the Song of Horror was a good one. Um, it's about a um, cursed musical sheet um, where it was composed, supposedly composed um, with someone who had signed a pact with the devil. And um, once the sheet was composed, it was performed by an orchestra in front of a big live audience. And I think it was within 72 hours, everybody had either killed themselves gotten themselves killed or just came up missing. Mm. And uh, it was such a controversial um, piece of music, like they put it away forever, but someone got their hands on it. They were able to uh, convert the notes into a musical box. And now you have that cursed item out there. Um, So when you listen to it, you start seeing things and there's dark spirits constantly trying to get you from another room. and It just pretty much drives a person mad. And there's a professor who is trying to get down to the bottom of it to see what's going on. His colleague had came up missing because he acquired the box and ended up giving the box to him. But he gave him the box and said, don't listen to it. But uh, the guy's daughter had wound up the box. And he heard it and his daughter heard it. He was going mad, but his daughter came up missing. And he was just trying to get down to the bottom of it. And you... It's one of those games to where um, I think you get up to like five characters and it's permadeath. So if you don't go through the, the correct actions right or um, barricade a door right, your person's gone and you can't play with them anymore that game. Mm. Either reload your save file or uh, start over. That's the only way you'd be able to play with them again. And like just the concept of it, basing it off of a walking simulator, was like it was great. It made way for some really good games. Um, I want to finish playing it, but I gotta finish uh, Fatal Frame first mm-hmm. because that's just what it reminds me of. So, yeah. But yeah, um, if you're a Silent Hill fan, this is um, pretty interesting stuff. The official comment from um, who is this? Um, Bobbiano. From digital, wait, post comment, Bobby. Yeah, okay. Um, says we cannot comment on anything we are doing because we appreciate our relationship with our partners. Of course, we can't say anything. We will make an announcement about our future project as soon as we can, so then you will know more. And then he added, he started laughing and he said, officially, meaning that you know his product has or his game has been leaked already, but um, they'll officially announce it at some point. But they entered a partnership with Konami last year, so it's like you know. It's probably happening, and it's probably happening within like the next couple of years. I don't think it's gonna be ready anytime soon, but because you know, no. games, games take forever to um, make. 
also not in the notes, but just real quick, Death Stranding 2 officially not officially confirmed as happening because Norman Reedus uh, said it was, but um, that's probably also several years away, so I wouldn't be mm-hmm. uh, in. Oh, there was there was also like uh, uh, I think Hideo uh, and posted a tweet about you know about the game and then uh, like 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 a, a cryptic tweet about you know the game. So gotcha. Just I think I think they're just you know having fun with the, their audience right now. <laughs> yeah, because I mean yeah. we've we've heard forever that like well I guess it's still technically it's just as much of a rumor as some of this other stuff that like Kojima was supposedly working on working with Xbox on a exclusive game that was like going to utilize like cloud services and stuff like that. So if that's still happening, then that's coming before yeah. Death Stranding 2. So it may be a so, while before that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing that he has he has two games in the works. So okay. I'm, I'm sure one of them is Death Stranding 2. I'm not sure what the other one is. Yeah, Death Stranding 2 is probably going to be the, on the back end because um, if anyone's paid attention to how that story goes on Death Stranding, like that extinction event at the end of that game spoilers for anyone who hasn't played it oh man <laughs> the extinction event was happening at the end of the game like as they were rolling credits they still had uh dialogue going on and, and stuff like that the extinction event was going on then and there um it's not clear on whether or not it wiped everybody off the face of the earth or not um but they've got so much that they have to build on like who mm-hmm. survived? Um, is there going to be any uh, new powers? Uh, are the creatures going to be the same? Is it going to be the same entity that's causing another extinction event? Like there's so much that they've got to work with. So yeah, I think they better have the fun while they can because they're going to be spending long hours making storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's going to bring us to our main topic for this week and i kind of just pulled this one out of uh i don't want to say my ass out of the air um just because again there was not really enough to really carry like enough headlines to carry a whole episode so i thought it'd be fun uh for us to predict nintendo's summer direct they haven't officially confirmed that they're having one but they always have one we know xbox is doing a summer presentation we don't know what the hell Sony's going to do. Probably they don't usually, they haven't done anything in the summer in forever. Plus I don't think they have anything other than God of war ready to show. Probably. Um, Nintendo's always got something cooking though. So let's, uh, I'm going to go through just real quick. This is the stuff we know is coming and we can talk about it if we're excited for it or not. And then we'll get into some of the stuff that's rumored to be coming. And then stuff that we personally would like to see, uh, show up, or hopefully this Nintendo's working on it. Uh, so yeah, this is the list of uh, stuff we know is coming. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League comes out on June 10th, uh, and then Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes is on June 24th. People kind of thinking that that direct is going to hit somewhere in like the week in between, so maybe like the 17th was whenever that direct will happen because that's kind of seems like they have a lot, that's the first time they've had like two games launching in the same month. Um, so could have any other one of those, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three comes out on July 29th, uh, which recently just got its release date moved up from, uh, which it was like September, which is now where Splatoon three's at, which I think Splatoon three is going to be one of the major games that they talk about. Cause they haven't really spent a lot of time talking about it. Um, the next couple is like kind of weird because like, 
Pokemon usually does like a presentation the week before or a couple of days before Nintendo's main direct and they kind of just knock out all their stuff. Uh, but we got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet coming out this year. Um, are you, I, Steven, have we talked about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Have you been on the show since that was announced? It's been a long time. Yeah, I've, I've been on the show, but we haven't talked about it uh, the times I were on the show. Um, I don't know. Um, it seems like it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, as long as it's like following a good chunk of the traditional formula, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it was kind of hard to grasp my head around um, Arceus. I mean, Arceus was, in my eyes, was like awesome game. Um, graphics were where they're supposed to be. There was a, a world-ending event, of course. Um, Natural. <laughs> um, it was kind of odd to me that it was like put there in the beginning of the game because it's usually you learn about the world ending event I don't know halfway through getting your badges or your your stamps or whatever it is um, you get hints of it and then it's like the next to last um, accolade I guess I can call it that uh, you'll learn full on what's going on and what you can do to stop it. Um, you'll get a badge and then you go take care of that and then you get your final badge. Um, and it was just weird that they they put that out there. I mean, it was it was obvious what that hole in the sky was. It wasn't just like there to cause anomalies and you had to fix it. You know, it it had doom and gloom written all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, just how I like the was, games. <laughs> <laughs> it had um, it had the uh, the alphas. That's new, right? Because now there's like alphas and shinies that everybody's obsessed about. Yep. Getting mm-hmm. alpha shinies. Um, they brought back a couple of older uh, generation legendaries that I was happy to see. Um, my open world because there are clips even though they said it's a fully open world there are clips in areas that you can't go it's not like uh subnautica to where it's open world but you have a cutoff and like that cutoff is like death because if you go um i think it's right above the lost river on subnautica if you go out too far then the uh reaper leviathan comes out of nowhere it doesn't matter what ship you're in he destroys it you're dead mm-hmm. um So it wasn't like that, which I'm kind of happy about. Um, Because even though open world games are awesome, like I want a barrier because I don't like to get too sidetracked and I can get too sidetracked too quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, if they're going to go back to like the old old style camera uh, camera down, I'm fine with that. I've kind of been missing it, actually. Because I haven't really went back and played anything. That's the reason I went back and played Pokemon Red because I was kind of missing it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but yeah. Now uh, I think I'm kind of hyped for it to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be like a tradition, like a true open world Pokemon. I don't know about like a top down. I don't think it's. I think it's. Well, I haven't really showed it. I don't. I would be surprised if it's a top down game. But like, um, it's supposed to be like traditional open world. Uh, the only thing they haven't really said, which I would be concerned with, is like. Um, whether or not the trainers scale 
with how many badges that you have instead of because it's with you being able to go and tackle the gems in whatever order you want to like it kind of defeats the purpose if you get all the way to this gym that you think is completely different than all the other ways that everyone else is going and then all of a sudden they have level 70 pokemon and your pokemon just get killed like not they're not they don't they don't faint they're dead like they're just gone like <laughs> um and then but I I would love that if they if they every trainer and wild encounter like scaled with your level so that way you could tackle it in whatever order you wanted to. I think that would be cool. They kind of tried it in Pokemon Silver. I remember like um, like you went through and you got your your normal eight badges. Um, the second eight was introduced to you, um, and of course there. Um, Trainers were harder, mm-hmm. uh, but when you went back to the uh, the Johto region, their levels had went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if if you missed a a trainer or because um, I don't think they did rebattling with trainers. Yes, they did rebattling with trainers on silver. Um, yeah, they had the phone you could get where you call up trainers. Yeah, so their levels went up. Yeah, uh, but it only went up once. So. If they're not going to do the badge level cap thing, um, they should definitely balance it out to where um, you're on par with at least half of the trainers. Because I know me personally, when I'm trying to train a new Pokemon, going to the wild, you get less experience points. Um, but getting that trainer um, that you can repeat fight. If they're going to average the levels with the other five Pokemon that you got in there, it's kind of an unfair advantage because I don't like to just have that Pokemon sitting in front and then switching them out automatically. It kind of takes away from the purpose of training it. Mm-hmm. I like to actually be able to fight with that Pokemon. So if I could go back and battle some of the earlier, uh, if I could go back and battle some of the earlier trainers, that would be awesome. Now, I think that's one of the most important things of the level cap. In my eyes, mm-hmm. but I mean, we'll see how that goes. Uh, last bit of Pokemon: uh, Are you Team Fuecoco or uh, God? I already forgot the names of all the starters. Um, what starter are you planning on picking that looks appealing? Um, you know, I'm going with my possibly anthropomorphic cat. So, <laughs> same. <laughs> um. God, what are the? I gotta find the names real quick. Um, Sprigatito, Fuecoco, and Quaxley are the starters. So Chase, you're going Sprigatito also. Yes. Well, enjoy your type disadvantage because I'm going with Fuecoco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, moving on from Pokemon. Uh, one of the other things I'm sure Richard would have loved to talk about today is Advance Wars uh, One Plus Two Reboot Camp. Uh, they got delayed indefinitely due to. Uh, world events uh, happening over in Ukraine and Russia uh, and no word about when that game is coming out. Um, it was put up on the eShop long enough for someone to uh, accidentally purchase it and download it and get to play the entire game. Uh, but unfortunately it was some dude who did not have any kind of capture footage. And so it kind of just got swept under the rug um, mm. uh, Nintendo may have actually revoked that uh, purchase from him, I think, but uh, so the game is finished. They're literally they are literally just holding this game until this conflict is over. And uh, I'm gonna channel something Richard said. Uh, usually we don't see kind of eye to eye on things like this, but like 
it, it has not stopped any other war related game from coming out. And it's it did just stop uh, Stalker Two. I did, yeah, I did see Stalker Two. Um, but then, and they did announce that they're they're starting work back on that again. Yeah. So I guess Stalker Two is the only other one, but that game literally is about Chernobyl. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's so, it's it's kind of rooted in that, and Advance Wars mm-hmm. is not. It's literally a game about tanks and anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I I, I mean I agree with Richard on his uh, anger for why that game was um, has been delayed, but you know nothing we can do about it. Uh, do y'all think that? they are going to release that this year or are they literally going to wait until that conflict is over? I would think they're going to wait because as you can see, there's a lot of stuff, not just in the video game world that's being canceled. There's, um, there's clothing lines, um, there's Mm. food products. There's everything is being affected by this war because the world nowadays is so sensitive towards things like, um, just because it's a product of Russia does not mean that they agree with what's going on with Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's something that a lot of people forget. Um, and like, I don't know if it was like that with um, uh, Japan. Um, stuff was uh, stopped being bought from Japan. Um, clothing lines and foods and stuff. Well, I don't even know if they promoted food from Japan back in the day. Um, but anyway, um and that's where it is. It's just I feel like the world's being a tiny bit too sensitive to it, too caring like about the situation. Um, and if it really was that big of a deal to them, as far as the gaming world, why do we have the the Call of Duties? Why do we have the Metal Gears? Why do we have Battlefield? Why do we have those types of games if it is such a problem now? Because different types of conflicts of interest come from these video games but i believe they had even said at one point that these are fictional characters in real world situations i mean fictional uh situations in real world areas right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so i mean i don't know it's just it just boils down to being a tad bit too sensitive about the situation but i understand with the company it can ruin them the way that things are going if yeah. they release that game the right person gets behind the rebuttal it can finish a game um, uh, studio indefinitely. So yeah. I understand it. A game we we kind of did really well about not really talking about because, you know, we, a lot of people on this show, I'm not going to like get into this a lot, but like we don't really see eye to eye completely on political beliefs. So we tend to just avoid anything that um, gets brought up about that kind of stuff. I think uh, just for, this is a gaming show, not a politics show. Um, but we we did a really good job about not really spending a lot of time talking about that game, uh, Six Days in Fallujah, which was a game that's uh, been under a lot of scrutiny because it talk, it's a, a one-to-one story about uh, Operation Desert Storm, which, um, you know, I'm of two minds of it, and this is the only thing I'll say, but, like, you know, people... It's at what point does a game about a war that happened several years ago become okay to talk about? Because like, there's countless games that talk about World War Two and the Vietnam War, Korean War, and everything. And I guess because Desert Storm is still kind of fairly newer and on people's minds, people are like, my people, I mean Americans, are not okay with talking about it. But it like, it's it's no different than World War Two. Like it's 
you know, whatever, it's, but. it's, it's no different from putting it in a history book. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, bringing it back to Nintendo stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> Another game about war. Sorry. Bayonetta three. Um, <laughs> um, that's supposedly still coming out this year. Uh, I assume it's probably going to hit in December just because the fact that Pokemon's probably November. Um, and I will get into rumor stuff. I think there's going to be some surprise Mario game coming out this year. Yeah. So we'll get to that. But um, yeah, Bayonetta three uh, speaking of Mario, I don't think this one's coming out this year. Mario Rabbids sparks of hope. I think that's going to be a spring title for next year or maybe a summer title. Um, I also don't believe Metroid prime four will even make a presence. I don't even, I'm kind of with Richard again on this one. I don't think that game actually exists. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> the more we, the more we don't hear about it, the less I believe that it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, I think this will finally be the time that we get to see the full title for legend of Zelda breath of the wild two. Instead of calling it breath of the wild two, whatever it's called. Uh, it is coming out in spring of next year, supposedly. So because uh, it was supposed to come out this holiday, but they got pushed back. Um, and then, of course, talking about rumored stuff, uh, I I don't know if it'll actually be a sequel, but I would love and hope that there is a sequel to Super Mario Odyssey that's coming out this holiday. I love uh, that, yeah. Uh, that game was so much fun. Or even, like, you know, they never did DLC for Mario Odyssey, and now they've kind of, you know, they went back and added DLC to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So, like, what would stop them from just making some DLC kingdoms for Mario Odyssey? Or maybe they were going mm-hmm. to, and then they decided we have enough stuff for a full game. That's what happened with Breath of the Wild 2. So, uh, that's possible. Um, yeah, uh Another one, the Wind Waker HD Twilight God Twilight Princess HD Double Pack. Uh, supposedly, that's something that's been in the works, and they've been holding on to it in case Zelda got delayed. So maybe that means we're gonna get to play Wind Waker HD. I almost downloaded it to my computer yesterday, and I was like, I feel like I'm gonna get a virus. So I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> like I was so scared. Like a, not, and I'm never like sketchy about that kind of stuff but that was the, the source that i had for getting that it just like no this doesn't seem right um y'all think when what that is something that could they could do or do you think they'd split it up and make you pay 60 dollars a piece for both of those games again uh if it's if it's a port uh you know then i, I could see a double back if it's like a like a real remaster then i could see them split it up I mean, because they, they just re, remastered both of them for the Wii U, so I don't. Yeah. I don't think they would. So do I feel like, yeah, they probably do. Probably do a port. I mean, they could do a port, and it'd be like you know, seventy, eighty dollars, and people would buy it. I'd pay a hundred bucks. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the sucker. Don't get it wrong. I am the sucker. Yeah. Um, along with that, another game that supposedly they've been sitting on for when the right time is the a remake of Metroid Prime One. Uh, originally this rumor started as it was a Metroid Prime HD collection uh, that they were sitting on and the waiting for like um, kind of like okay say for instance like Metroid Prime 4 was coming out like next holiday they'd put out the Prime 
collection at the beginning of the year, so people had time like all year to play these games. Uh, and then Credible leakers have kind of changed their story to say that it's now just a remake of the first Metroid Prime game. Uh, it's been talked about for so long. I feel like it kind of they're ma- they're just now manifesting it into existence. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually probably real. I, I don't I don't see Metroid Prime remake selling very well even on the Switch. So that's just that's my well, Dread did Dread did very well. Yep. So I I love I this. Know. Um, I don't know if you guys follow any of these YouTubers, but uh, I re- I really enjoy uh Spawn Wave and this guy RGT eighty five, and they've had this bet going on, uh, where RGT eighty five like he is he was dead set that Metroid Dread would not sell 3 million copies. Um, but if it did, he would stream and force himself to play all of Balan Wonderworld, um, <laughs> uh, which is a game that he hates like to the end of time. And when Nintendo's financial report came out uh, last month, it had sold like 2.95 million copies. Um, and I, I don't actually know if the bet is going on still or the or it had to a certain point before the cutoff for it. Cause you know, eventually it will sell 3 million units if you let it sit out long enough. Um, uh, but yeah, as far as right now, he's won the bet, which I think is funny, but, uh, I mean, yeah, hopefully Metroid Dread brought up a lot of hype with Metroid again. And then the prime remake in prime four will sell well. Uh, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also been rumors if the the team that's working on either a sequel to Mario, if they're not sequel to Mario Odyssey, if they're not working on that, they're actually working on a 3D Donkey Kong game similar to Mario Odyssey, but kind of like in a DK64 kind of way. And God, I think I, have a, I don't know if I'd like that more than a Mario game or not. Like, I love Donkey Kong 64. Other than the I, fact I, that there was a yeah, I would love that. <laughs> like, gimme. Um, I don't think it'll, be, it'll come out this year, but there's also rumors of a new Fire Emblem. I don't think they'll put out a Fire Emblem Warriors and a traditional Fire Emblem game in the same year, but uh, I actually booted up Three Houses again the other day, and I was like, man, I just want to keep playing. <laughs> I just want to keep going. Uh, but it's kind of just been like, I can't... Yeah, I'm not as into it now that I've already beaten it once than I was the first time that I played it. Where I didn't want to put, I could not. I like it wasn't a chance of will I or not. I just could not put that game down. (laughs) Um, kind of branching out to third party stuff a little bit and some other things. Um, Resident Evil Revelations Three, a long rumored Resident Evil exclusive game for the Switch. Um, I don't follow Resident Evil that much, so um, I don't know if you guys played revelations one or two i think there were wii exclusives or wii u exclusives um but yeah supposedly that's something that's coming uh and then yeah hitting into the the very um the far end of the rumor mill a upgraded nintendo switch model releasing spring 2023 alongside breath of the wild 2 we hear about it all the time we always talk about a switch pro or Switch 2, or Super Nintendo Switch, or Nintendo Switch Boy Advance, or just <laughs> just any kind of uh, words you can throw on the end of that. Uh, do y'all think it's time? We talk about it all the time. Do y'all think it's time for an upgraded Switch? I definitely do. 
to finally it's have been you. time <laughs> yeah because i mean like we've said plenty of times before nintendo kind of plays in its own field it doesn't try to keep up with the other two uh, major competitors but i mean at at some point you know you have to kind of give people what they want because I would say most household families that own one console has another brand of a console in their house. Um, and that is kind of a turnoff. Um, at my job now, um, we've got like six Nintendo Switches sitting up there, and four out of the six that I took in, um, people were saying that they were kind of tired of the difference. You got um, better graphics, um, Basically, what uh, one of the guys that said to me was, um, he has a Xbox One S, One uh, uh, X, the Series S, and the Series X, all functioning. Different people in his house playing it. He mm-hmm. said, and it's that's only because of uh, mainly on his end was an age difference. Um, his his um, his youngest son plays the One S. The teenager plays the One X. Um, his wife is on the Series S and he's on the Series X and that's just based off of uh, playability, game specs, the games that came out at that time uh, mm-hmm. to, to focus into it. He was like, there's a lot of different stuff that he considers when he buys a game console. And the reason why he was getting rid of the Switch was everybody in the house loved that Switch. Loved it more than their main uh, Microsoft consoles. But the problem was um lack of games that they were looking to uh, get into because of the uh, the specs on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, that that keeps a lot of um, games out of the running to come to Switch. And if for some reason they do come to Switch, they run like shit. Um, and that was his issue. He was like a hardcore gamer. And I, I agree with him. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if Switch, if Nintendo wants to be there, I mean, of course they're going to have people who's going to always love the game consoles, always love their games. And that's fair. But if they really want to try to um, rope in some new customers, um, get some better studios in there, they've really got to upgrade what they've got going on. They can't mm-hmm. sit on this. They can't sit on a console um, with only one one upgrade on it per the, the life of the, of the console. Because OLED yeah. is like really the only thing that they've uh, done with it since it released, right? So, technically, no. I think it was a year or two after the Switch came out. They did like that version two that had like the better battery life in it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like considered a refresh, it just kind of dropped out there. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the OLED, I mean, it comes with more storage and the screen's better, but it doesn't offer any performance uh, advantages. So I'd go as far as to say, no, they haven't, they haven't updated the switch whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I think it's time, uh, you know, they've, what was it now? They're at 108 million units sold or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's got to be time, especially like you know, all those reports came out about how like Breath of the Wild two, like the what they've shown, this should not be able to run on current Switch hardware, uh, I or not well, or shouldn't look like that on Switch hardware, uh, mm-hmm. which really got the ball rolling again about this discussion. Um, so yeah, I don't, 
God, it's so hard to predict them with new hardware. They, yeah, they, they've changed like their tone where they said like we don't have anything to, we have no plans to release new Switch hardware, and now they're saying we have nothing to announce at this time, which people have kind of taken like, oh, yeah, that's, hmm, yep, that's mm-hmm. that's Nintendo's way of saying, yep, here it comes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I think that it. It needs. They got to figure out the the hardware thing. I don't know if they should just release like a home console unit that still plays Switch games. It's more powerful, or they need to make a new handheld. I don't know how they handle it. Um, yeah, they can keep the screen the same. They can keep the 720p screen on the handheld. They just need to make the TV performance, in my opinion, is what really needs the. That needs. Yeah, that definitely needs the boost. If it, if it ain't 4K, it needs to be guaranteed 1080p, 60 frames per second, locked at 1080p. Because Nintendo games, they look fantastic. Like, if you go back and yeah. look at, like, Mario Odyssey or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, like, they, you don't need 4K for those games. They look like 4K Because you and I both both played the, the Paper Mario Origami King, and we were like, you know, that... that, that the section with the water like oh my god yeah. that was just yeah that looks like the some of the best water we've seen in video games so far mm-hmm. and that's on the switch um but yeah. yeah like like a lot of a lot of times when i'm making decisions on when to buy a game like i mean it's it's just been obvious that i'm just gonna buy it on playstation if there's an option for playstation sure. um just because that performance is not there load times like you know when i was playing metroid dread i was like good god like 30 second load times between you know going between you know areas like that's ridiculous now because when you know you're used to like almost instantaneous or you know two three second load times on games and on playstation and now you're going back to that and it's just like man this is you know just this is a backwards step um but yeah if, if they can if they can release like a you know a, you know an ssd version with the switch like you know, with with better load times, like that's gonna you know, people people would buy by that instantly. I, I was instantly. about to say, I was about to say that, like you know, I'm hoping someone at Nintendo, I don't know how high up or high or how low on the the food chain with them, was able to get a pre order in for a Steam Deck, and they took it back to Satoru, not a god, Satoru was dead. Sorry, uh, the Shigeru Miyamoto, and they took it to him, and they said, hey, let's take this some bitch apart, and they like. Wow, they figured out how to put a 256 gigabyte SSD that's like that big in the back of the Steam Deck. We could put that in a Switch, and then they do it. And then yeah. knowing knowing them, it'd be 64 gigabytes or some dumb shit. But like, yeah. they would give you nothing. Um, but I mean, like that's the thing. Like the current the Switch OLEDs. Well, I think it's still 350. The uh, the current Nintendo Switch has got a 50 dollar price cut, like a permanent price cut. Um, or maybe it hasn't happened yet, but it is happening. Um, there's room to, if they drop the OLED down, and even if they rate the Switch Pro and whatever, 400 bucks, like, people are still going to buy it. Like, I mean, Nintendo's, like, I think that's the most expensive console they've ever made, but still, like, I mean, inflation. Like, 500 bucks mm-hmm. for a PlayStation, for an Xbox, they can get away with $400 for a Switch. The problem is oh. Nintendo doesn't like to sell things at a loss. Like they will, they're not like Xbox and Sony when they sell their consoles for five hundred bucks. They're always eating that cost on the parts. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it evens out later on, but yeah, because they're trying, they make money off the games. Nintendo's mm-hmm. like, well, we want to make profit off of our console and our games, and it's a mm-hmm. nice business strategy. But like, 
to give people what they want. Like you're going to have to, you know, what they'll do, what they'll do is they'll, they'll charge $400 for that switch, switch pro. They'll eat the cost of it. And then they'll raise the price of the damn games up to 70 bucks. That's what will happen. So Mm -hmm. just something to keep in mind with that, but man, Mm-hmm. All right, a couple more, a couple more rumored things. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance coming to Nintendo Switch Online. It was rumored slash leaked a few months ago. Do y'all think that's happening this year? I mean, it's, it's data mined. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but it's data mined, so it'll happen eventually. The rumor is that regular Game Boy will come to the standard Nintendo Switch Online, and Game Boy Advance will come to the expansion pack. Which I think is dumb, but Nintendo Switch Online in itself is kind of dumb. So I mean, it kind of just makes sense <laughs> with them. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that's it's actually a game that's actually in development, but uh, Pikmin Four. It's been in development since 2015 and mm-hmm. uh, never seen the light of day. So yeah, but they had time to make Pikmin Go. So. They've made Pikmin Go, they've made that side-scrolling Pikmin game for the 3DS, and they've made a port of Pikmin 3 for the Switch since then. So, yeah, it's been seven years since Pikmin 4 was announced. Um, Actually, it originally was announced at whatever Nintendo's last E3 showcase was. No, it wasn't. That was Pikmin 3. I lied. Anyway, yeah, it's been in development forever. Um, And I got this little list of, like, wish list stuff that I, I that's not gonna happen but i just you know would always love for it to show up um i know steven brought up pokemon mystery dungeon as one of his uh mm-hmm. anything anything else that you've got for a wish list from nintendo mm-hmm. not really i mean it seems like they're doing a a well balance on uh, the Pokemon games. Um, they've been coming out with a few new Pokemon games. They'll come up with a couple of remakes and they'll switch it up every now and then. But I mean, um, nothing really off the, off the top of my head. Okay. Chase, anything? Yeah. I mean, I want, I want new Mario. I want, I want new Donkey Kong. Um, I would love, you know, the Zelda remaster remakes uh, to come to yes. Switch. Yeah, uh, yes. I would love those old Metroid games all be available on Switch. That would be awesome. Um, I don't know. There's, I mean, Nintendo could always always surprise, but I I know Nintendo will just even if these games are real and they're coming out, they're just going to trickle them, you know. Yeah. into the switch library you know it's because nintendo just i mean it's it's a very slow even though i feel over oh, like you know those, those games would sell very well even if they release them closer together but i mean nintendo gonna nintendo <laughs> they like to have one <laughs> ma- major release per month except for this june where they put out uh mario strikers and fire emblem warriors at the same time um mm-hmm. I kind of went off the wall with mine uh, stuff that I know that, that hasn't been announced. Um, I'm always going to champion a remake of Banjo Kazooie. Let's do it. Um, just let's make it happen. Um, I think it's time for a new F zero 
I would love to see a new F Zero game come out, but especially for didn't like, uh, didn't someone wasn't someone talking about that recently? I think I the, think the, so. Like it wasn't it was someone who said that the series is not dead or something. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I would love to see uh, F Zero come back and Captain Falcon get a new game and they can find him some new moves or something for Smash out of it or something. Just um, uh, with that, I would also love to see a new Mario Baseball, just because I was playing the <laughs> hell out of the old ones lately. Um, let's do it. And uh, this one I've kind of seen rumored back and forth, but like nothing concrete about it, but uh, a remake of Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons and Ages, but yeah, with, I was just about to say but that. with the Link's Awakening art style. Like that'd be great. I would love would love that so much. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all. That's my wish list of things. That I, I mean, I'm I'm always gonna like love for them to do whatever that they do because they always seem to impress me with weird shit that I'm never expecting. Uh, like I think it was a couple years ago whenever um, what was it? Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necker Dancer came out. Like I never would have mm-hmm. thought that would be a game I would just fall in love with. And I'm like, oh my god, this game's fantastic. Um, and of course they're probably going to shadow drop some shit we've never heard of on the eShop the day of. So um, mm-hmm. have that to look forward to. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all the speculation and rumors and discussion uh, for Nintendo's summer. E3, not E3, God, Summer Games Showcase slash Direct. Last year it would have been an E3 presentation, but that's dead. So thanks, uh, Jeff Keeley, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's your fault or what, but they can't they can't hang anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So as we get ready to wrap things up, Quentin just joined the um he joined he literally came in here long enough just to say yes mario baseball like (laughs) (laughs) his mario baseball senses were tingling um so yeah let's go ahead and uh do a little trivia real quick uh we haven't done trivia in like what two weeks now three weeks it's Mm -hmm. been it's been a minute i gotta test y'all's brains um so yeah just uh the only score I'm going to give you is how many times I've fucked up trivia, which is a three. Uh, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, so the trivia question for this week, uh, which I'm proud of, I've sat on this one for so long, I've been ready to talk about this. Um, which of these games is the only NES game to receive a rating from the ESRB? So before ES, ESRB started after the NES launch, so... Only one of these games ever received a rating from them. Was it Super Mario Land 2, The Six Golden Coins, Wario's Woods, Battletoads, or Duck Hunt? Apologies if you can hear anyone beating on things outside my window. I have no idea where it's coming from, but there's... Anyway. So, yeah. Only one of those ever received a rating from the ESRB. Oh, man. I want to say Mario 
in the six golden coins. Like I can I can visualize the duck hunt cover in my mind, but I think that was the label that I see on there is just the Nintendo label. I'm going Mario's Woods. I'm going to go with six golden coins. So, the only NES game to receive a rating from the ESRB was Wario's Woods. <laughs> the ESRB was founded in on September 16th, 1994, um, and Wario's Woods came out, what was it, like fall 1994, so it just barely... <laughs> made the cutoff for mm. being uh, classified by the ESRB and it received a K to A rating, which kids to adults or kick ass rating, depending on who you ask. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was just so interesting because this is one of those weird things that happened in gaming history where like, yeah, Mario, the original NES Mario Brothers did not get a a rating duck hunt which came came and required a gun to play it did not come with an ESRB rating at all just mm-hmm. one of those weird things that happens mm-hmm. Quentin you're wrong it wasn't was it, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it uh, wasn't it all due to that, that game called Night Trap wait what wasn't it due to that game called Night Trap that they had to start rating games oh I, I don't know I I believe I could be wrong Night Trap game controversy. This is interesting. I love stuff like this. <laughs> Where is, let's see, I bet there is the United States congressional hearings. Let's go. Um, <laughs> uh, throughout the hearing, uh, the committee scrutinized Night Trap along with Midway's Mortal Kombat. Um, Claimed Night Trap featured gratuitous violence and promoted sexual aggression against women. One game over seemed considerably, considered pract- particularly offensive involved the nightgown-clad character Lisa being captured by augers attempting to drain her blood. Huh. Then, of course, you got Mortal Kombat. That's that's just Mortal mm. Kombat. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. As a result of the publicity, retailers sold 50,000 copies of Night Trap the following week. <laughs> uh, you can actually play Night Trap on Switch. Okay, oh, you? What? Yeah. <laughs> is, it in, is it in the Sega Genesis collection? Uh, I don't think so. I think you, you can just purchase it from the e-store. They, they, admit they did like a, a re-release of it for oh, Switch. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. Well, good to know. Thank you, Night Trap, for making Wario's Woods the only NES game to ever receive a rating from the ESRB. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one way of looking at it. All right, let's go ahead and uh, plug some social medias and get out of here for this week. Steven, would you like to start us off? Uh, I'm going to be silent this week, um, only because I've been having a, a difficult few weeks. Um, I don't know where I want to start back up at, um, but... If you want to listen to any of my older content on SoundCloud, that's Breaker Beat with a Z, 2020. Um, I am also still um, 
taking emails. If you guys need an intro, an outro, or intermission, um, I'm your man for it. Talk to me about a few details, and we'll get it going. Right on. Chase? Um, nothing really going on this week. Um, uh, I think there's a bunch of PlayStation sales going on. I want to say it's either it's something like a retro sale, I believe, or something like that going on on the east on their store. Um, but no other good deals going on this week I can think of. Um, but that's all I got. Right on. Uh, if you want to find me, follow me on anything. I'm at Meachflow on everything. I've started picking up streaming on Twitch again. Um, may do a little bit of that later this afternoon. We'll see. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I got. Pay t- stay tuned for more uh, of our summer of gaming stuff. That's gonna pick up at the first week of jail. A little eyebrow thing from Chase. That was funny. Um, <laughs> watching the video of this. Uh, yeah. So we're, summer of gaming is just around the corner here. We're gonna. Uh, you know, we, we're starting whenever the news starts. So, uh, right now I think we're, the first date is like June 9th is the first like gaming press event, um, with, uh, summer game fest. And then a couple of days later is the Xbox thing. Now I think there's some other stuff that may happen a little bit before that. So we'll just kind of play it by ear. And I think, uh, there was another game press event. That's not like a big one that's happening, but anyway, We'll keep you keep you posted on all of that stuff, and we'll make sure we are available to break any or for all the breaking news. But other than that, thank you for joining us for episode ninety one of Next Gen Newsweek. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Chase, for joining me for this. Richard, Michael, we miss you, and we may have a new face showing up next week. So stay tuned for that. And until 